because this week the UK general election officially got underway with Boris Johnson's trip to meet the Queen on Wednesday. Uh, from electoral path to party splits and political bowouts, Adam Bolton of Sky News uh, hopefully will bring us through all that. Busy first week, Adam, uh, from our side of the pond. Is it wrong to think it's all about Brexit or is there more? Well, I think there's a, there is more. Uh, it's certainly true we wouldn't be having this election if it wasn't for Brexit. Uh, and uh, Boris Johnson's claims uh, that he una- was unable to get uh, the agreement he reached with the EU through Parliament. Uh, but there is a sense uh, in which uh, neither of the main parties really wants to talk in detail about Brexit. Uh, on Mr Johnson and the Conservative side, they simply want to say uh, they'll get it done, even although obviously it's something that Boris Johnson campaign for passionately at the time of the uh, referendum in 2016. Uh, He doesn't really like uh, going into details, and he's almost saying to people, I'll deliver you uh, from Brexit, even although he wouldn't be there uh, if he hadn't been the man who campaigned for it. And as far as Labour is concerned, uh, as you know, they have a compromised position on Brexit. They're neither for nor against, but they're uh, in favour of offering another referendum. So they have wanted to talk about other things as well, and uh, You know, on the first Sunday of the official campaign, uh, the dispute going on today uh, is about spending plans uh, uh, because we're in a very rare situation in the British election where there is really a spending auction between uh, Labour, who traditionally say that they will spend more on public services, and the Conservatives, who after a decade of austerity are now saying they'll spend as well. uh, But they are trying to argue that Conservative spending will be responsible uh, whereas Labour spending will uh, be will irresponsible. Well, and, 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 and so, sometimes when spending is just to purchase a vote, you could say it's all um, rather crazy and irresponsible. Who's bowing out of politics now? I see that um, we would have an interest in it that Sylvia Harmon is, and she would be a big loss as far as we're concerned. Yeah, I think the departure of Sylvia Herman, uh, certainly she was uh, uh, regarded as uh, a very um, important independent voice uh, of unionism, but someone who was uh, above all uh, a defender uh, of the Belfast Agreement. And obviously uh, in her constituency now, uh, there is going to be uh, a fight and uh, certainly the DUP will be hoping that that might be uh, one of their gains that offsets uh, losses possibly elsewhere, as there's a sort of anti-alliance, uh, anti-DUP uh, collaboration between uh, Sinn Féin and some of the other parties. So I think she will be missed. Um, has to be said, uh, she was more respected by uh, pro-European uh, politicians on the Conservative and on the opposition side. She was no particular friend Uh, of uh, the uh, current Conservative government and the direction uh, in which things are going. And again, one of the fascinating things uh, about this election is the way that the DUP uh, have now ceased to support the government and uh, don't seem likely to come on board so long as Mr Johnson continues to push uh, his agreement, which is uh, his committed position. Uh, So that means that uh, if we do get into what we call hung parliament, territory with no one having a majority of MPs, yeah. uh, makes it much more likely uh, 
uh, that the opposition parties would emerge forming a government uh, than the Conservative Party because now they've lost the DUP, they've got no obvious allies. Yeah, the only thing is when you say that he has expressed his commitment to it, he's expressed his commitment to other things before and then just changed his mind um, when, when it was pragmatic to do so. Can you explain to our listeners as it were, through a map. Well, we know Scotland voted uh, to remain. Uh, We know Wales uh, voted to remain. But there seems to be a huge emphasis on Northern England and the Midlands and what was traditionally uh, Labour that might go somewhere else now and explain that pattern to us. Yes, I think I can. I mean, Wales voted actually to leave uh, narrowly. So... uh, The argument uh, that is being made certainly by uh, the uh, Scottish nationalists is that Scotland's the only country uh, which isn't getting what it uh, wanted, uh, as as they see it. Um, But no, the answer is that in the uh, away from the big cities, uh, in large parts of uh, England, which historically have been going through a process of deindustrialization, where uh, a lot of good, often unionized, Uh, mainstream jobs have disappeared, although employment levels remain quite high. Uh, Those were areas which voted heavily uh, in favour of uh, leaving the European Union. Now, traditionally, uh, the majority of those voters, uh, for social and class reasons, have been supporters of the Labour Party. Uh, And uh, what uh, is going on in this election is that the Conservative Party... Uh, is trying to break uh, what the so-called red wall of Labour voters in uh, those areas in the Midlands, in the northwest of England. People have personified this in so-called Workington Man. Uh, and they're trying to do it using uh, Brexit by saying that uh, the establishment, the Liberal establishment, is thwarting your votes for Brexit. Therefore, the Conservatives will deliver on your behalf. And they are backing that up uh, with uh, the spending proposals I've been talking yeah. about, extra spending on the health service, in the hope that they can win those people over. And if there was uh, to be a swing of between uh, 5 and 10% uh, from uh, Labour to the Conservatives in those constituencies, even though the majority of Labour supporters uh, carried on voting Labour, uh, it's likely that the Conservatives would win enough seats Uh, to have an overall majority. And the uh, fly in the ointment, if you like, uh, is uh, the personage of Nigel Farage and his Brexit party because uh, Conservatives are worried that if the Brexit party uh, runs well in this campaign, it'll be easier for traditional Labour voters to back Farage uh, than to uh, uh, back a Tory. Do you go go along with that? I mean, would the anti-Tory feeling be such that they would go for Farage? I think it's easier, and we've seen this certainly in the European elections, for example, it is easier to see people uh, who come from Labour families, traditionally Labour, it's an easier move for them to go to the Brexit party as a protest party than it is actually to cross the floor and vote for the Conservatives, you know, identified with, uh, you know, the bosses uh, and the ruling elite. So that's one reason why... Uh, there's a big push by the Conservatives to try and shut down and exclude Nigel Farage and to tell uh, Leave voters that if he spoils the Conservative vote, all he'll achieve in doing 
uh, is meaning that the UK stays in the European Union at right. least long enough to hold yeah. a referendum, uh, which is precisely what they don't want. Uh, so, um, you know, one of the big unknowns at this election at the moment is precisely how well uh, the Brexit party will do. And if they manage to maintain 10, 15% of the vote, there's no doubt about it that will stymie uh, the conservative tactic of taking seats in these uh, former Labour areas. Because it, it, in, in one strange way, wasn't as regarded as remarkable uh, that Boris Johnson won uh, the mayoralty of London, which is a traditional Labour um, stronghold, and he won it twice. Well, mayoral elections, of course, are votes for individuals. And yeah. uh, what we've seen in mayoral contests in London and actually in those other places uh, around the country where they have got uh, directly elected mayors uh, is that party loyalties uh, tend to be ridden out by personalities. For example, Ken Livingstone Indeed. Uh, first yeah. was elected mayor uh, as an independent after he was... Uh, had left the Labour Party and then he came back in uh, as a member of the Labour Party and he's now out of the Labour Party again. So Boris Johnson won it on his personality uh, and he by and large won it with the support of the suburban ring uh, around London rather than central London, which continues to be uh, pretty uh, close to Labour. And we've now got the interesting uh, idea where Rory Stewart, the former cabinet minister, is running yes. as a uh, conservative cabinet minister, is running as an independent. Uh, and may well uh, do better uh, than the Conservative candidate, uh, Sean Bailey, even if uh, Sadiq Khan manages to be uh, re-elected to a second term. So, yes, Boris Johnson's personality matters. And yeah. that's, again, a factor uh, that I'm told by people canvassing on the doorsteps in you know, areas in, in the Midlands is very important that... Uh, the voters uh, in in uh, these areas do they don't uh, they see Boris Johnson as a bit of a card, uh, a bit of a yeah. lad, but who is determined to deliver. They haven't blamed him uh, for not delivering on his pledge to get us out on Halloween. Uh, and conversely, uh, the personality of Jeremy Corbyn uh, seems very remote to them. He doesn't, you know, he's not seen as an asset. So again. Uh, if you're talking about personality yes. and winning over those swing yeah. voters, uh, Boris Johnson probably has a bit of a strength. The um, Well, I mean, wasn't it in American politics they were saying, you know, in terms of of what what qualities people like, who would you like to go and have a pint with? You know, and I mean, Boris Johnson, one can presume, would be great fun, um, like never mind his his policies. But what is happening to the Labour Party? Well, uh, the Labour Party is trying to hold together to fight this election that because the election was called uh, attempts to purge new Labour people, Blairite and Brownite candidates, uh, didn't succeed. Uh, quite a lot of them uh, have decided to retire. But, you know, more than a third of the Labour candidates uh, are uh, will be MPs who... Uh, don't uh, like Jeremy Corbyn and have tried to unseat him in the past. So the Labour Party is holding together, trying to say, we have got a compromise position, uh, which is giving you a second choice on Brexit. Um, 
And some M- some candidates are saying I would vote Remain. Some are saying I'd vote for the New Deal, which uh, uh, Mr. Corbyn says he's going to negotiate. So it's not a very, you know, frankly, uh, the Labour Party, although it seems to be running quite a good campaign, uh, is not uh, a very happy ship at the moment. Uh, and, of course, uh, there have been a number of defectors, uh, a lot now who've ended up in the Liberal Democrats, right. uh, who defected because they didn't agree with, with, uh, with the left-wing nature of Mr. Corbyn's policies and also uh, because they feel he hasn't dealt with anti-Semitism uh, which, by yeah, some Labour people sufficiently. And this is a rumbling row, and we've seen, right going into this election and today, candidates uh, being accused of uh, anti-Semitism and uh, having to stand down. Uh, this week, Tom Watson, um, mm. deputy leader, said he would step down uh, and wouldn't run as an MP. What's the significance of that? I think it's very significant. Uh, Tom Watson was uh, the figure who set himself up as the person who would keep uh, the new Labour flame alive within the party. He was, of course, directly elected, like Jeremy Corbyn, as deputy leader. Uh, and he became a rallying point for uh, the majority of Labour MPs, uh, really unhappy that the membership had uh, uh, gone for Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, but uh, effectively, uh, he uh, did not deliver in as much as he has never uh, led that group in a direction uh, directly uh, to Sorry, I didn't Mr. catch that. Mr. I beg your pardon. Leadership. Uh, and... Um, now he's walked away, and so those, those people within the party who want to keep the flame of Tony Blair and Gordon Brown alive and reclaim the party uh, do feel betrayed and let down by uh, Mr. Watson, who uh, has gone through a bit of a sort of personal upheaval. Uh, he used to be uh, very fat. He's lost a lot of weight. He's got into uh, healthy eating and the gym and all that. Uh, he's got a diet book coming out, and he's basically said uh, he'd rather concentrate on that uh, than carry on the fight within the Labour Party. When the Labour Party changed its ruling about how to elect the leader, uh, or how to indeed um, elect the deputy leader, in, just correct me if I'm wrong on this, in the past that was done by the Parliamentary Party, and then the rules were changed and it was done by the membership. And, you know, you could rock up with, with three pounds sterling, I think, and you were you were a member of the Labour Party. W- was that part of what happened way back then? Well, it's, it's been quite a long time that the yeah. Labour membership have, have chosen the leader and the deputy leader. Uh, and you're right that, you know, back in the midst of time, it used to be uh, smoke-filled rooms when we still had smoke-filled rooms that would choose the leaders of the parties. Yeah. So all the parties in the UK, the Conservatives, Liberal Democrats as well, have now moved towards having a vote by the membership uh, rather uh, than the MPs. And certainly in the case of uh, the election of Mr. Corbyn, uh, there was uh, a flow of uh, radical uh, young, mainly young people, but some people uh, who'd been on the left of the Labour Party for a long time and had uh, either left or felt isolated right. during the Blair and Brown years, uh, who rejoined the party. So uh, a party which used to have you know, around 100,000 members voting suddenly found it had more than half a million of them voted. And that certainly uh, helped... Um, uh, Mr. Corbyn got right. elected, but yeah. as I say, at the same time, 
Uh, a lot of people took a side bet on uh, Tom Watson uh, as deputy leader uh, in a hope of uh, having a balanced ticket, but it right. didn't work out like that. Well, listen, very many thanks for your time. I can assure you there is an awful lot of interest this side of the water in what's going on on your side as well. Obviously, because uh, apart from anything else, it will be quite important to what's going to happen to us uh, post-Brexit. May I say thank you very, very much indeed for talking to us. That was Adam Bolton of Sky News.